Hello and welcome into the SoRare Data Strategy Show. I'm Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare, joined as always by Sean Newsham, PSU fans too. Today to talk about all of the 500 point lineups that we had this weekend. Sean, how many did you have? I mean, with bonuses, I had a few actually, Laird. Wow. I know, I actually had a few. Uh, without bonuses, I had zero. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure everyone has had zero except for one person in the history of the platform. So. Um, but yeah, I actually had a few that were not uh, bonus related or that had bonuses incorporated. I did not. Although I had a bit of a disaster week, it probably didn't help that I had a disaster week in a week that was very high scoring. Although you made a comment yesterday is somewhere where we communicate that we saw 500 and whatever that absurd score was, 560 in Challenger. But Champion Europe wasn't even that high scoring. And so it feels like everyone wants to burn the platform to the ground because of the Zenit game. And yet Champ was unaffected by that. I'm currently getting a star in Champ, Laird. So With how many I'm points? Guess. Oh, no, you told me this. It's like 390 or something like that, it's right? It's 420. Oh, 420. That's still pretty low for a star. 420, I'm currently getting a star. I, I don't know if it holds. There's, there's games a day. I don't know if it holds. I also, I can't tell like what... On sober data, like is sober data still counting games like in England as like it hasn't started yet? Oh, they might. We might be because like that's that's what I was assuming. So like, there's yeah. still quite a few people that it says can pass me. I just don't know if that includes like Liverpool guys that like obviously can't pass Cannot, me. Yeah, I will say that I am currently in line for a tier one in Champ Europe Limited at three ninety three. Yeah, it wasn't a specialist, or was it actually Champ Europe? Champ Europe. Oh wow, In interesting. That's mm -hmm. pretty good. The game's too easy, Sean. I think we've got to raise the threshold somehow to make. Uh... Apparently, I, I think that's like the biggest talking point for me. Whenever this stuff happens, is like, oh, Ajax, Zenit, Bruges, Sporting went nuts. They all put up massive scores. Okay, well, there's other regions you can play that aren't impacted by those which is that's like one of my favorite parts about sober is like mm -hmm. there is something else i can focus on if something like that happens on a given week like if you want you can play underdog if you want you can play specialist if you're worried about challenger scores you can play america if you're worried about champ scores you can play u23 like there's just there's different avenues that are going to have it happen um, I, we saw a couple of people the other day or like a couple of people yesterday made the point. And it's the same point I have is like, there's going to be some weeks where a team has an elite level matchup. Yeah. It's going to happen. And th that team's going to go smash. There's also weeks where they're going to have an elite matchup and don't have everyone smash. And then there's also game weeks where they don't play a cupcake and have a difficult opponent and don't smash. So like, I think that it always gets blown out of proportion whenever we see it. And like, don't get me wrong, like this week. So we just talked about my champ score, right? I'm getting a lower level star in Challenger Europe Rare Pro. Do you want to guess my score there? So like, and for example, like in yeah, champ, yeah. I'm seven of 12 of the stars. In Challenger, I'm eight of 10. So what's my score for the Challenger one? 450. No, 533. <laughs> <laughs> this is why but I like Challenger. Uh, actually, and funny story with my 533 layered, it's not a stack. I have it's a one 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 two. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll get into that because there are like a bunch of things that I wanted to touch on on this in this show because it's like so, so many people throw things out when we have these monster weeks, and 
it I was gonna say like these things are outliers, but they seem to happen a little too often for them to be outliers. But what I think is funny is that one of the responses was like challengers so high this week, and we didn't even have uh, Celtic and I think who um, did PSV have like a they had or Sangari, but like well, they didn't yeah. have like a great. No, they had they, a good picture. They just didn't score. Gakpo had a hundred though. Right, and so everyone's like. You need all the, you know, these are the teams, you know, you have to have Zenit. And it's like, well, no, other teams can crush. And like next week, Zenit, like Zenit literally had like the perfect matchup this week and they crushed. And so I don't know why everybody is so surprised when this happens. The other thing is everyone's like, you got to get rid of stacks. And then we were commenting that this perfect 500 was three, three teams. Yeah. They happened to get the three guys from Zenit who scored a hundred. But like, I feel like if you're going to go get Zenit guys, you're going to get Malcolm uh, Wendell and Douglas Santos anyway, but like this happens, it's going to keep happening. And I think one of the things that a lot of people are ignoring with this huge increase in scoring is we knew this was going to happen with the new scoring matrix. Like one of the clearest things that we were talked about is that like, we're going to see more upper level goalkeeper scores. And in some positions that were already good, we're going to see higher scores from some guys. And so like, everyone's like, well, let's compare like the scores now to this time last year. And it's like, well, we don't, the scores last year don't matter anymore. It's, the scores that happened a month ago don't matter anymore. I guess two months ago, I would say, because the scoring is all different. So you can no, go I mean, back and like use those scoring rules. But like the idea that everyone's like, oh, I used to get a star with 450. It's like, those were completely different rules. So like yeah. we, it's really not an appropriate comparison anymore. No, and I mean, in theory, like scores have gone up because goalies have gone up when they get a clean sheet. When they get a clean sheet, goalies effectively are up at least four to five points probably every time they get a clean sheet, if not more, because of the new rules. The new rules are favoring goalies that don't concede more so than it even did originally. Um, so like if you get a clean sheet and your guy would have scored 65, like a lot of the time he's now going to score 70 instead of 65. So it like raised the scores a little bit. But like you said, like... I think the new matrix is beneficial for people that have a high score on a week. Like if you have a high score, it will likely be slightly higher because of the new matrix comparatively to like some people will have a worse score because of the new matrix, but they'll also have the a higher score if they have a high score. But like people are like, oh, there's so many new teams. Like the new teams are just killing the competition, like the D2s and all that stuff. Yes, Ajax, Zenit. Bruges, Sporting, very new teams there. We have not seen them on the platform before. So I don't really agree with that. Like we did, yes, we are seeing like there's more of certain cards, but like even if you look at a card, like let's look, can we look at Malcolm this week and see where Malcolm was deployed? Like let's see where Malcolm Rare was deployed because obviously in limited, you only have a couple options. Like let's see though where Malcolm Rares were deployed this week because there's so many spots to use it. You can use it in D3, D2, D4 specialist. You can use it in different types of contests. So, like, it's just a thing where, like, you can play these guys in different contests. So, like, yeah, there might be 150 Malcolms on the platform. There might be, like, 30 here, 30 there, 30 there, 30 here. Like, so there's just a lot of spots where you can put stuff. And, again, if you want to avoid them, you know where Malcolm can't be played? U23, America, Asia, underdog champ Europe. Like there's just other spots to play them. Yeah. What, what was funny to me at least was, and I think I pointed this out to you yesterday. So we saw the first perfect hundred score and there's a 0% chance 
this user is going to win Mbappe. And it's like, not to say that entering Challenger, you get bad prizes. The top of Challenger are very good. But the decision to enter Challenger instead of All-Star took, completely took out the possibility that you can win the best limited card on the platform. I, yeah, yes. But at the same point, like maybe that wasn't his best lineup this week, although he only ran one lineup. So. One. Um, but in theory, though, yeah, the idea is that, like, you run this, you run these guys in the spot where you can win the best cards. Like, I ran Malcolm and Wendell in Gas 3. But I also had really good cards for Challenger 3 as well. Yeah, I want to look at this also because everyone is like, all you had to do was take somebody from from um, Zenit and you were fine. But like, obviously we talked about uh, Malcolm Wendell and Douglas Santos who had the hundreds. I guess Barrios got close. But like everyone else scored well, but like not well enough. And Correct. so like, it's not like just full stacking Zenit necessarily get that doesn't get you five hundreds. Correct. And they scored eight. Like it wasn't like they only scored four. They scored eight. So like there was plenty of spots for people to get involved and get production from. Uh, if you if you look at Ajax, like we're going to see a very similar type of situation with Ajax because the same thing sort of happened. Um, so like I mean, if speaking of Ajax, if you've if you were somebody who was like Burkhouse has been awesome lately and I'm going to play him. That didn't work. No, no, sure did not. He was, I played him. He was on the bench. I was not expecting mm-hmm. that. I did. I played him. I, not in like a, a key lineup, but he was actually, he was in a lineup I think that was pretty good at the time of the start of this game. Um, and then it got worse as the days uh, went along. Um, but like, yeah, like you look like it's Tim, like the, the issue is the issue with this week, right? It was the big dogs that you expect to put up big scores, put up big scores. Like the three, if you, if you look at Ajax and you say, who are the three biggest alphas, you're going to say Tadich, Timber, and Blaine. Yep. Because Massey doesn't have a card. They got 100. You're going to talk about Zen and you're going to ask who are the biggest alphas. They're, it's going to be like Wendell, Malcolm, and Douglas Santos. They got 100s. Uh, and then you're going to look at Bruges. Like, go look at Bruges. Go look at Sporting. Like, the people for Bruges that went nuts was was Vonneken. Like, that's who put up a big score um, because he scored a goal. He didn't even do that much else. Like, look at this, though. Like, And I'm not saying, like, these other scores are bad. Like, 65 from Dennis Adoy. Like, that's a good score. 65 is solid. But, like... 65 is not cutting it when you need 100 on the week. Uh, right. But a lot of other weeks, 65 is great, and you're super happy it's in there. Yeah. So, so where Josh asked a good question, he says, do you think that Zenit causes an imbalance because they're not available in the prize pools to win and they get to keep their high XP during the season? I don't like the XP situation that, that's on Zenit cards. I think that we saw that last year with um, – with, Liverpool cards like I hated it like you you, getting that extra bump is is valuable especially when you score a lot of points so you're talking an extra five points a piece from what like hypothetically speaking I got an extra five points from Wendell and Malcolm this week and if you had Doug Santos like not saying it's the most huge detrimental thing of all time but if you have um if you have that extra five percent and you have it on like four guys like that's possibly 20 points that you're getting that you wouldn't have got otherwise so i don't like that and in terms of like an imbalance i will say it's a bit tricky because the entire russian premier league is eligible to be played but you can't really not offer them to be played that would be unfortunate for anyone to own them so that would be unfair but then at the same time like you have an entire league that's that has an entire league worth of cards that are minted that there's 
not any more cards into the prize pool because of. So I do think there's probably a little bit of an imbalance because of that. I think it's absolute bullshit. <laughs> I say that as somebody who doesn't have any of these cards. So there's a bit of jealousy in that as well. But which part do you think is bullshit though? Keeping the 5% bonus. Yeah, I agree. That's the part that's the biggest issue to me. I don't understand why there's a 5% bonus um, offered on a player. It like, doesn't make sense to me. Like you should, in my opinion, this is my opinion on cards. And I think it's a no-brainer decision. I think you'll agree with it. Every card should get 5% for one year on the auction date that it's auctioned. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or if you want to be a little bit better so that like there's more of a benefit to like the one of a hundred type cards, 1% at the start of that season's cards being awarded. So the next year after that date, so like, let's say it happens on September 1st, Bruges is minted next September or next August 31st. That is the last day in which they have that previous season's bonus. I think both of those are like the no brainer situations for XP stuff that it doesn't make sense. Like, not to mention them, but like if you look at Atletico Minero, their guys still get all the those big bonuses as well. So like it's we just haven't, a, they haven't come out with them yet. Like if I look at Guillermo Aranya, like I have an Aranya super rare RIP Aranya, RIP. and I have 33.5% on my card. Jeez. <laughs> because they just haven't minted new season cards because yeah. I don't know why, like maybe they're going to mint them, but like you're well over a time frame in which you should be minting that stuff. So like, like if you look at some of these cards, like I have, I'm sure I have, I also have the, let's yeah, see. They're all over 30. I, 30 yeah, I have 34 surface with 34. I have six, I have six of 10. So there was hypothetically five that were given out before me. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, also, kudos to me, by the way, for having the second highest XP here. And my card was the number six. So people are not training their cards very well. No, they, they um, could just be uh, transactions. Like they could have, these people could have gotten them later. That is valid. But like someone like Zarky Poo, like Zarky Poo's out there not training his card right, right, Zarky? Um, and has a, a worse a worse bonus and XP than I do. Oh, he had the seven, unfortunately, for him. But, but yeah, he, our, he wasn't the original. That's why. Oh, he wasn't the original. Okay, that makes sense. But well, then good good for Zarki for having 32 and a half. <laughs> um, but I just think that, like, you shouldn't have – it shouldn't – a season bonus shouldn't last three seasons. Like, it just shouldn't keep going. Like, right. we're on – it's going to get into, like, season three before they would cut it off. And that just doesn't make sense. Not ideal. I'll put it that way. That's all. At least not ideal for the people who don't have the cards. Like right. I get, uh, I get why they do it, but the the, I think it's the fact that they are choosing to not sell these cards, and it's not like they didn't have the license or whatnot. It's like they're choosing to do this, but also choosing to pretend like they lost the license, and then therefore keeping this five percent to go in another season. Not that it mattered with the three guys this week because they scored 100 without XP, so they'll be fine. Uh, Do you think that everyone, or do you think that anything, so stupid because we talk about this every time there's one of these outlier weeks, but like everyone's like something has to change. Do you think anything needs to change? You're muted right now. 
my bad. Yeah. I think that that does need to change. I think they need to get rid of the the bonus to that extent. Like you can't just because you're not minting a new team doesn't mean like to be fair, they don't even need it because if you're not minting a team, that makes those cards better because it means there's not more of that card coming out. Um, so I think that you need to remove the season bonus once the season ends. Like you can even chew. I don't even mean that. I just meant a reaction to the outlandish scores required for rewards this week. Um, no, I don't think so. I I mean, I, I think that for a week like this, like let's go look back last week. Like what one, what one gas pro last week. Right. So, or like, let's look at challengers. People are talking challenger this week. So let's go look at challenger pro last week and see what one challenger pro last, uh, last weekend. And then we'll go look at the weekend before that. So we can get a good um, idea of sort of like what is being needed. So last weekend it was Bo Dart. I, who's that? Nerys Munoz. Wendell. Wendell and Herman. So we have a one, 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 one Look at one that. with one card that is like a, a valid. And then you look at the line below, totally different five guys. Totally different five guys, none of which you'd consider like a cheat code card anymore. Because I don't think... Morioka is considered cheat code anymore. He's just kind of um, old. So like, and then so like, oh hey, I finished third, Laird. Look at me, go me. Um, but like again, like I actually have more cheat code cards than the other people do, because um, I have mm-hmm. and blend. Uh, but like again, like so for every week that we should talk about how bad I ran here, how did blend and Tadish not get a decisive so that I could have won, right? Um, but like none of these are stacks. Like all these top lines aren't really stacks here. Then you get down to four, so Doge, uh, Doge Sports has um wendell malcolm douglas santos um but again he didn't win the idea is like can you win and like if you look like there's not tons of zenit stacks here like we do see six is also a zenit stack so it's a situation where like yes it does matter i think there's by the way there are a ton of zenit stacks in here i think it would be okay to use specialist rule not like the scoring of specialist rules but of the stacking I do think stacking maybe you could get rid of um, and you could turn stacking into like max two on a team. I think that makes sense because then at least you have to spread it out and not just hammer one team. You have to at least go to three teams. Um, So I I would be okay with that. Um, They they have that already though. They just have it in different competitions. They do. Exactly. And that's that's why I don't think it's it's needed to to necessarily change it. It's exactly what like I keep going back to. It was actually more about the rewards than points needed for rewards. But like they're offering other ways to play. Correct. Like you do not have to play this. If you have a Zenit stack, this is where you're going to play. But if you don't want to face a Zenit stack, there are other competitions to play. Counterpoint to your point here, the specialist rare division reward pool is the worst on the platform. Sure. And they, so they, yes, they are giving you an alternative to play. However, the alternative is far inferior to anything else that you can play. So you don't want to play it. I personally think the person that wins it like this week should get an Mbappe super rare. Like that seems like a fair reward to me. What do you think about that? For the perfect 500? No, no, no. For the person winning specialist rare this week. Are you? Oh, because you're winning it. <laughs> Such an ass. <laughs> um, but like, I don't, I don't prioritize it. I did have good cards in it. That's just because I have good cards that I have to play places yeah no but um, i i'm just going back to the whole like 
there are other places to play. Correct. And what, what's a little funny to me, because one of the one of the responses that I've seen on Twitter, which is my own fault for looking there, but everyone is like, I've seen a lot of feedback from people who sold up recently. And by sold up, I mean sold their cards and then put it back in for a threshold team and, you know, a few limiteds and whatever. Is they're talking about how all of these people are leaving because there are too many people entering. And it reminded me of this Yogi Berra quote, and apologies for our entire European audience who probably doesn't know who Yogi Berra is, but he was a catcher for the Yankees decades ago, but had all of these sayings that came off like a bit of a moron. Somebody asked him about a restaurant he used to go to, and he quoted and said, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. And that's like that line pops into my head every time I see people who are like, we're all leaving because it's just too competitive, but it's like too competitive because there are too many, there are more people entering. And so I, everyone was expecting this to happen later on, like the huge scores to get rewards. And it wasn't because there were more teams that could score 500. Like there wasn't this expectation or nobody was ever like, it's going to be really tough to win because everyone's going to have Wendell. It was like when 10,000 people have Mbappe limiteds, then it's a problem. But like it, now it's apparently a problem because the Zenit cards are crushing, except when it's the weeks that Ajax are crushing or PSV or Celtic. And it's like, we're, this is going to happen. It does not happen every week. And this is just the game that we're choosing to play or play a different game on this platform. I think that that is a good example. So if you go look at PSG, let's go look at PSG's course of the week. PSG was a bigger favorite than Zenit and then, um, yeah, then PS or then that's, that's what you got from that. Like Donnarumma smashed. Everyone else was good to bad. There was like Ramos was good. Hakimi was okay. Messi and Neymar were okay for them. Mbappe sucked. Everyone else was not good for themselves. Like that was one of Verratti's worst games of the year. Um, and everyone played. So like, it wasn't like a rotational thing. Um, right. The only person that played didn't play was Marquinhos, which was unfortunate for me. Um, but it's a. Nuno Mendes, all those people out there with Nuno were upset. I'm sure. Yeah. Like Nuno was, was poor. Like, we just didn't see very good scores. So, like, hypothetically, this is what could have happened to the Ajax stack or the Zenit stack this week. Like, and if you ran it, like, that's this is one of the main reasons why Champ Europe scores were so low this week. Like, they weren't that good. Um, Bayern was not that good. Liverpool did not play. Yeah. Um, Real was not that good except for Cruz. So, like, that's why there was, um, situations where like these guys just didn't produce like yeah like Lewandowski was good off the bench but like off the bench yeah you look at them like again no one was really that good like you have a few 70s and an 80 and that's about it so like I I do think that stacking is probably needs to get cut a little bit like I do think you should require people to have I think you should my my stacking situation that I would do is you have to have three teams represented but but this perfect 500 had that it did. I We're know. not solving anything with that. I, I'm not saying I'm solving that per that exact situation, but I do think it would cause people to go a little bit outside the uh, the team that they're on, 
and the situation they're on. But realistically, like, I will tell you, like, you know exactly what will happen if you do that. And like, you let it be a one, one, three or something. No one's ever going to play the goalie from that team. They're going to play a goalie from a different team. They're going to play one stud player. And then the three like stud players on that team. It's going to be legends. You play three legends and then two other guys from different well, teams. Well, yeah, actually, they're going to be there. Like, you can say, fundamentally, it's the same thing. You're going to play three guys from the dominant team, Correct. dominant team, excuse me. And then two Correct. Guys. I think no more than two from a team is better than three teams to represent it. Chris makes a good point with Zenit, too. It's very true. And I actually, I've, I was talking to someone this weekend. It's actually valuable to have teams like this. So, PSGs and these other big teams uh, can smash because they have more rotation due to congestion of fixtures. So that's why they don't always smash. And that's why Zenit is smashing harder because they are playing the full strength lineup every weekend because they do not have any European. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone like that's why I really like having all my gank cards this year because gank doesn't have any midweek fixtures. So like every weekend, like I'm confident no matter what going into the weekend that like Trezor is starting. So if I'm confident Trezor starting and they play Serang, well, I'm sitting there like, all right, Trezor is basically the best player you can have this weekend. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I agree. Metal Gear brought up a point that people like playing their favorite teams. So like prohibiting them from playing all five. Like tell Quinny he can't play a five man stack anymore from Celtic. It doesn't matter. He'll still he'll have he'll have like six different three-man stacks. Like, he'll still have a lot sure. of Celtic players. So, like, I don't think that's a good um, – I don't think that's a good reason for things. So, Surface actually asked, do you consider getting a Tier 1 winning? I do. Winning to a lot of people doesn't just apply to getting first. If we're just talking about winning prize, limiting stacking could help distribute prizes. I think getting a card is winning. So, if you I get think... a card or a threshold, if you get a card or a threshold, you are winning. Now, that said, like, you are not winning a lot if you get a Tier 3. I'm glad Surface brought this up because I think people get way too focused on these first place scores. And I will say, like, if if scoring is up for first place, it's probably up everywhere. And so, yes, it is harder to win a card. But to say, like, the game is broken because it took us 300 game weeks to get a perfect score, I just don't see it. I I, I fundamentally disagree with it. And... I understand that people are like, the game is going to get harder. And that's why so rare are creating more contests. Right. Like that's why they're doing it so that there are more avenues, not only more ways to play, but it also helps distribute these cards out. As we were saying, like not every single Malcolm limited card was in challenger limited. And so if you have the opportunities, like he could have, I'm sure people played him in specialist. And so like, those are cards that are now not available in challenger or all-star. And that's the point. That's why they keep coming up with these new competitions because they need to create more ways for people to play that aren't necessarily go by the Zenit stack. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that they're creating different avenues for people to play that want to play in different game modes that prevent this stuff. And they're doing that. Uh, there's specialists like this week, this midweek, there's like freaking 18 limited specialist contests. Um, <laughs> like just a lot of them. And that's how they're doing it. They're, they're, they're changing things into a situation where that is the, the case. Like how many hundreds do we actually have this week? I know someone asked you. It's about a thousand. Um, let's see. I, I wasn't counting. Like 20. 
25, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 23, 23. So, so far, 23. Oh yeah. Ricky Puig, by the way, has been fantastic for those who haven't paid attention to him for yeah. LA. He's been like, so he's, good. he's exactly what you would expect a 23 year old Barca Academy yeah. product to do in the major league soccer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've watched the game against uh, new England because obviously, but uh, he was dominant. <laughs> in that game. He was so good in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. totally. Josh points this out. Two weeks ago, people were complaining that, about champion Europe stacks. And this week, 320 points gets you a card in, in rare. True. Like this happens. It just happens. I Here's a question. Not enough you. Wendell cards, by the way. Yeah. Actually, here's Wendell a question for you that I actually think is a better question than any of the other questions. In the past, we have poo-pooed Champ Europe. Is it time to stop poo-pooing Champ Europe and poo-poo Challenger instead? I mean, I gave up Challenger before right. I gave up Champ Europe, so. I know, I know. But like, is that actually a thought process? Because like in the past, we said, don't play Champ EU. It costs you too much to build a line if you can't really win with what you put in. Well, now, like if you look at these, like Wendell's two ETH, Malcolm's two ETH, two and a half ETH, Tadich is, I don't know, two and a half ETH, Timbers, two and a half ETH, Blind is up to like 1.3. Like it's not tons of difference in terms of price points, in terms of, um, champ mm -hmm. challenger anymore like maybe it makes sense to play challenge or champ instead of challenger mm -hmm. anymore still definitely better to play asian america that hasn't changed or or u23 uh but u23 is uh you have to be doing u23 correctly i think um and a lot of people don't do it correctly you have to be moving in and out of cards very frequently in u23 i think yeah i love people who buy cards now for, and they're like he'll be great in 2024 and like you can, <laughs> you're just sitting on eth at that point yeah like i it, you definitely need to be moving in and out of cards and you need to not be just tying up ETH for the super long term. You need to be getting people that are productive now. And then when you think they're getting towards the end of their production line, whether it either be due to them just not living up past what they're doing or the best way for me, like this is how I always look at things. I look at like so-and-so, like look at Daily Blend. All right, so Daily Blend costs 1.4 ETH. If I want to buy Daily Blend today, I got to pay 1.4 ETH. So if I go look, at Challenger Europe Defenders, what do I have to pay to upgrade on Blend? Um, so I think that Douglas Santos is an upgrade. I think Vic, I think Douglas Santos is the only upgrade to Blend. Everyone else is worse or the same. So if you're saying like, I need to get someone that's worse or the same, what do I need to get for a reduction? So like, I think a good example here is like Grimaldo. Grimaldo is 0.80. So is it worth moving blend down to Grimaldo? And if you decide, if you decide like, okay, I'm not really losing much between blend and Grimaldo, then you can go and you can be like, I'm going to flip blend for Grimaldo. I'm going to pocket the extra 0.7 ETH. And I'm going to put that towards the next set of cards. So like, that's how I look at things. Like I did it this weekend with, um, my i'm very sad to see florentino luis go but i have florentino luis super rare and i think he's very good i think he's underrated however there's also a guy there that definitely could take his position and i think is like someone that's brought in to effectively start it just florentino's been so good that i'm not sure if he's gonna overtake him but like he was not brought in to be a backup he was brought it's in insane how good he's been yeah and so like i looked at 
Florentino Luis. And I was like, all right, I can bring in to Johnny Reindeers. And I'm calling him Reindeer, by the way. I should. I, I was going to say, all I see is Reindeers when I see his name. Yeah. I have no idea how to say it. I, I, I think it's like similar to that, but I literally just, we should call him like Rudolph or something. I was going to make a Rudolph joke yeah. to you. And I was like, I don't know. He probably Rudolph knows how to pronounce Reindeer. it, but I, all I see is Reindeers. Yeah. But so like I looked at him and I like I watched the, the Alkmaar games, right? And I'm like, all right, he's been very productive. He does age out though. That's a, that's a concern for me. But I also have a Alkmaar stack. Like I currently have Bukama Super Rare. They play midweeks and their group is pretty favorable in the midweek. Like they're one of the biggest favorites this midweek, Laird. So yeah. I was like, man, I have this. I have Jesper Carlson when he comes back, but I actually bought an Odegaard today because I was like, this makes sense. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, I could sell Florentino for like 3.4, bring in reindeers for um, for like 2.6, and then pocket the extra 0.75, put that towards the next thing I want to buy, probably get the same player, maybe better, and definitely correlates better right now. So I was like, I think I'm going to make this move um, to sell Florentino Luis. So I, I made the move to sell Florentino Luis. Now, will it be a win for me? I don't know. But like, if you look at Reindeers, he's been better than Veerman over the last 15. So like, if you look at him, like you're like, all right, this guy's been... And, and like I also think he's basically been eating defensive stats. And then he's also taking sets. So like his AA game has been pretty good. And then his decisive game has also been pretty good. So he's actually been better than Beerman's thus far this season. So I was like, you know what? This card makes quite a bit of sense to me. Because, like, if I look at, like, for example, if I had Beerman right now, right, I'm looking at this. I'm like, all right, Beerman ages out. Reindeer's ages out. So they're even there, right? You probably can't get a Beerman super rare for under seven ETH. And I can get a Reindeer's for, like, two and a half. Well, they look pretty similar to me from a actual projection expectation standpoint right now. Um, so like, I would definitely use that as a spot. Like, all right, I'm going to go move my Veerman into reindeers pocket four ETH and move that to whatever you decide is the next thing that you need to, to do to improve your, your gallery. So I've been trying to do more of that this year um, in certain situations. And I, I need to be a little bit better at moving in and out, but U23 is, is very much, about moving in and out. Uh, one of the things I liked about Reindeers when I brought him in is that at two and a half ETH, he's one of the top challenger midfielders too. So as long as he stays in Alkmaar, like that's someone I have no problem running in challenger next year as well. And I can't really find much else better than that for his price point. It's kind of what a lot of people said about Sangare last year. Yeah, correct. I said the same thing about Sangare. The issue was for Sangare last year i'm pretty sure his super rare was like six to seven at some point it was like what veerman was at at some point last year mm -hmm. uh, maybe not i guess it never got up there that fully the highest i think i got an offer of like five or six ETH though on on um sangari i think no one sold him but like so sangari was like five ETH. let's call sangari five ETH, and then now I could probably sell my Sangari for three if I wanted to today. Yeah, I mean he sold what is that in July for four and a half. Yeah. That I'm was sure. this offseason yeah. though, too. That was like Yeah, this season. Yeah, but like so like last year, like I don't think that's I'm pretty sure I got an offer it. Yes, well, like as you see, like nobody posted their Sangaris for a long ass time. Mm -hmm. So like I'm pretty sure at like that time of the year, 
you could after the March, like the end of the year, you could probably get five to six ETH for Sankara. But like now you could probably get like three. So like it, did you win enough to justify the depreciating ETH and losing two ETH? Like, did you win two ETH offset, like getting rid of him? What getting rid of him would have done. However, I could have let's say sold him, bought into someone else, and then rode that wave again. So it's sort of like you want to ride the wave up, sell at the top. And then you're you ride it down because you got the money, and then you ride another wave up to sure. the top, and then sell it. Yes. But U23 is just a lot of you got to move a lot, and and I'm not comfortable moving in and out of cards frequently. Why are we sleeping on the FC Cincinnati stack here? What Bariel? Why? Oh, so, Santano, Bariel, Acosta, Brenner. Well, though Acosta is not U23. I wasn't talking about you, Tony. I just I mean saying, to, to fight the Zenit stacks, man. Just go to FC Cincinnati. I actually, I played Acosta with my Zenit stack. Players. Oh, there you go. No, I did. There you go. Um, I did not, unfortunately, play Brenner because that would have been fantastic. But Yeah, because scoring 100 is just too much. Yeah, Kaneko, Kaneko ripped 100. I don't think he, I have his unique. I don't think his, I don't think he's cracked like 75 all year. Who did? Kaneko. Oh, yeah. yeah. He cracked 100. Yeah, so Brenner was the second most popular player in specialist this week. Yeah. Makes sense. No, well, makes sense. I mean, Timber, like everyone's been talking about how dead Timber is. Mm-hmm. Our Harry, Harry trades was here earlier. I don't know where Harry is right now, but Harry has been ranting about how dead Timber is every week. And I'm sitting there watching the game him. and Timber's sitting there with the ball at like the edge of the box with no one within five yards of him. And then he like makes a pass. I'm like, I don't know if you are calling this guy dead for not making a complete pass here. I don't know what being alive is because that's yeah. <laughs> he literally, like, I'm, I'm just sitting there. I I, I screenshot it and sent it to Harry. It was literally like Timber sitting like three yards outside the edge of the 18. No one was on him, and he just is sitting there looking for what the right pass is. I'm like, that's how they get so many decisive. Because yeah, he's in those spots. Not to mention, like, I think he actually should have had an assist. Um. The one goal, I think the Caduce goal, Timber won the header and it was like a flick on header, I think, and then Caduce scored. And I think Timber should have gotten an assist. It was it was like kind of a situation where I couldn't tell if someone else touched it or it looked like someone else touched it. Um, but he didn't even need it. He got to 100 anyways. But like I thought Timber got an assist on it. Hmm. But That's like so Timber, Timber just – But yeah, so I had, to, I had to have to listen to Harry tell me how dead Timber is for like the last month. I'm just like, I don't – I'm watching the games. I don't think Timber's dead. I think it's just a variant spot. I'd like to rephrase what I said before that Brenner wasn't the most popular. He was the highest scoring. Oh, but who whatever. Was the most popular. Sam Ty was saying he didn't know about this uh, expired listings button. So I'll show that off to anybody who wants it. You can literally just see what people have posted cards for. Looks like somebody got a little aggressive with the Veerman uh, 40. Uh, it wasn't you. I've seen you do that before. No, 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 no. Not like this. I've seen you do it before. I gave you shit for it, too. I remember. What, I don't think it was Veerman, though. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. I know exactly who it was, Sean. You don't know. I'm not hiding this. Yeah. So Let's we're going to watch Laird be the, the carrot here. And, uh, is this it? There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let Laird tell you that he never does that stuff. But no, the expired I wouldn't dream of saying that. Expired listings is a good way to see like if people do it. It only counts on expired though. If someone cancels their listing, it doesn't count. Correct. Correct. It has to run out. Yeah. Like yes. I, uh, me personally, like I never let my stuff run out. I always cancel. Oh, that's not true. I guess I let it run out sometimes. Um, yeah. Depends how lazy I'm being at the time. I'm indifferent on that one. 
yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's a, it's a good way to it's a good way to look and see like this is what people are trying to get. It's not selling for this, so it's definitely below this price point, and definitely works better, especially on limited or on super rares. I mean, because super yes. rares are like sometimes it's hard to tell exactly where it is the value, but like you can be like, hey, no one paid four ETH, I'll give you three and a half, and see if like that's something that uh, that works. Yep, yep. Uh, I also just want to say, Jao Felix seventy. Still on the table for anybody who wants it. Just because it's not posted that, doesn't like, mean I won't take that. I you will should take have it. like a definitive. You have to sell him at 70th no matter when. So if he gets to 70th at any point in his life, you have to sell. It doesn't matter. Uh, I would like to. I would like that to happen today. I don't think it's gonna happen today. But you never know. I mean, maybe Gary V will show up. I mean, Gary V tried to get 45. What is the highest it ever? Oh, see it. Nice. It got there. God. We talked about you selling it in that range, and you obviously did not. No, we talk in the five range. And I was like, why would I sell it at five when I'm going to be able to sell it for a 50? We talk in the five range going upwards. Yeah. 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 Pretty sure we, we talked. It was going it. up to 50, Sean. Why would I sell at five if I could get yeah. 50? Exactly. That is why. Um, What was I going to say? I had something that I was. Uh... By the way, how terrible are their juries? Look at his picture. How terrible. I know. It's, it hurts my eyes a little bit. It does. I, it looks like he's like massively fat and just like. I just have to like check my contacts because I was like, right. are they, am I, are they I saw that jersey the other day. I was like, is that, is, is that like their actual jersey? This is it. Awful. Yeah. I mean, I'd let it go Madrid doing something awful is not shocking. Like worst team in the world. It probably just makes them look faster instead Maybe. of just, I don't know. They, I, less you, don't like a look, bus. you don't need to look fast when you're just parking the bus every game. Yeah, was, well, no, you have to look fast just because you're not oh, moving fast. No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. They're, they're a bit rough. Um, yeah. I had something, I forgot what it was in terms of, of, uh, that well you definitely you were talking about selling Davies as well um, I sold Davies you did eventually sell Davies just not for what it was um originally during during that full-on boom I mean we all we all made mistakes Ron. Davies had a good good week this week I'm pretty sure he put up the top score for the um defenders for Bayern he's never gone that low well, I guess he did I guess he got pretty low last year um I mean it still was 0.9 this was just a. Who knows what that was? Um. So, did you compete in any of these extra specialists this week? Yes. Did you? Well, there was only one this weekend, I think. Oh, that's right. Um, but I did complete it. I think I actually got a tier one, maybe, maybe a tier two in this champion Europe specialist thingy limited because i had um <laughs> i had a couple just total turds and then i had 197 points from cruz and Andanovich. yeah that's helpful yeah i had some great junito junito getting getting his uh his worth out there laird wow yep he wasn't the sub 40 was he no, no was... it was jay kitchen oh yeah yeah but yeah, as That's you can fun. see. Yeah, yeah. I was uh I thought I had a chance in, in limited all-star because I was I had a I you I showed you on Saturday night because we were joking about how I had three hundreds and then my goalie was like 70 and I was like, I got a shot Laird in limiteds. And you were like laughing at me because you just are a snob and don't care about limiteds. Um Yeah, I'm the snob. You're I I I run more limited lines than you do, Laird. This one's killing me. Yeah, I mean, hey, you just I, I would next time uh, go with people to play in games, Laird. That's a 
Yeah. Hey, you got you almost got captain right though. You didn't get captain totally wrong. I didn't get it totally wrong. You're right. You could have got it. You could have got it a, a a bit more accurate there. No, I mean this was a really good game week for me. I had a really good um, combination of stuff. Like everything I put together was really good and really high end. So I was pretty happy. The the, the specialist rare. I was uh, I joke with Gator guy literally weekly because no matter what I play in specialist rare. It's like the nuts. Every every week I have a great lineup in specialist rare, and I don't prioritize it. Like it's so like this week I played like Blind, who I thought could rotate. I I played Vonikin, who I thought could rotate. I played Gonzalez, who I thought could rotate. Yuremchuk, who I was pretty certain would get a start for Bruges, but like he could have not played. Yuya Oki, you asked me about on on Thursday. I'm like I I think he probably starts, but like totally up in the air. But like it doesn't matter. Whatever I do in specialist rare just somehow ends up being right every week. It's wild that. I get who was it? Vanakin and and Gonsalves who are under sixty. Mm, like it's crazy that those three. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Gonsalves was like fifty six, and Vonikin was like fifty six. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so like, I mean, I like, I always have a good specialist rare lineup because I have enough rares. Yeah, Andy Black is giving me whale problems and and whale comments. Which is fair. Like, I mean, the reason I have this is because this is so like the new additions have some people that have uh, expensive galleries and they run expensive galleries. They have a very concise gallery and they only have elite level cards. Yeah. If you have that, you are not that good in these other competitions. Whereas like I have a lot of shit. Like obviously these guys aren't shit, but like I have a lot of like, like I have a Urem Chuck, right? Well, Yuremchuk's been terrible. So, like, Yuremchuk, if I didn't have him, like, I couldn't have ran him in this lineup. Same with Yuya Oki. And then, like, I have I have enough good rares that I always will have decent rares to put in a competition like this. But, like, that's a that, this is an issue that, like, people that have more specialized galleries have that I don't typically have. Like, adding specialists and adding underdog type stuff for me typically ends up being uh, very rewarding. So, Metal Gear just congratulated me and said a great underdog story. I appreciate that. I agree. Um, I, I, I was, if it makes any, if it makes anyone feel better, the reward there is going to be terrible. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. I looked at the pool and there's like 0.2 ETH cards in the pool, Laird. I don't, th- I don't, <laughs> I don't even think know anyone's feeling bad for you, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I'll win. I might win. Maybe I'll win. I don't know. I, I, that's how low, low I care about it. Like I, I looked at the prize balls like, this is just terrible. I mean, <clears throat> we've talked about how that's not a. That's not one worth playing. Cue the YouTube comments, Laird, complaining about me this week. It's definitely coming this week. Mm-hmm. We made a lot of jokes about my lions and stuff this week, and I had a good week, so it's definitely... I would love a Super Rare Hote. If I get a Super Rare Hote, I will be ecstatic. Metal Gear, if I get a Super Rare Hote, I will gift you a card, and I've never gifted anyone a card. Wow. And it will be worth close to nothing because <laughs> that is how it is. But Metal Gear, you are so generous. Me. You remind me this week if I win Super Rehote as specialist, I will gift you a card. Maybe I will gift you a card that is like above worth zero. Metal Gear, I will gift you a super rare if I win Hote this week. <laughs> he just said, please not a limited or a super rare. That's good. <laughs> oh, oh, or super. Okay. I will gift you a rare card if I win. If I win a Hote, Metal Gear, you remind me of that. If, if, if I win Hote, I will give you a rare card of my choosing. 
Would you rather have a close to worthless limited or close to worthless super rare? It's super rare every time, not close. Why? Uh, because if the super, if it ever becomes good, the super rare is worth something. If the limited becomes good, it's not worth the metal gear. I don't need, I don't need pronunciation conversation here. Like, yeah. That we, you get, you get the Americanized pronunciation on things around here. <laughs> I just don't care about what it's like, it's like why we're calling reindeers reindeers. Like, is that his pronunciation? No. I was, I'm, I'm waiting for anybody to tell me it's not reindeers before. Yeah, so if we have any Dutch reindeers. people in here, what, what nationality is he? Rain, are you are from you the North Pole? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, if you don't, that's going to end up a clip on Twitter, <laughs> which is valid. That, that's well worth it. I'm curious. I don't know what nationality is. He's Dutch. He's Dutch. Yeah, so any Dutch people, how do you pronounce reindeer? If, if, if we have to have someone Dutch in here. It's going to be really disappointing if it's actually reindeers because we're like, oh, we were right. Yeah, but Metal Gear, it's more fun if I just pronounce people how I want to pronounce them. Reindeers. Yeah, it's definitely reindeers. Sorry, Mike. Mike Gaff said that reindeers is the most closest phonetically. That's not that different. That's close enough where... You know what it is, Sean? We called him reindeers, and I bet everyone knew who we were talking about. Oh, definitely. Everyone knew who we were talking about. Same thing. If I say hope, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Hmm. I assume like, so. Yeah. Every, you, you assume most people know who I'm talking about in that perspective. Whew, we've fallen off the rails here. It's okay. Sober Holland said it is. Sober Holland, is it's reindeers or is it rinders? Rinders, I bet. Let, let's just let's get let's get clarification here. I like uh, Black, I, I have no no interest in asking your expert opinion on on something. Unless it's tickling someone on your your pretty much out rinders is that how you phonetically call it rinders uh, with why rinders rinders or rinders so we're home. yeah that's rinders. what i was wondering rinders or rinders rinders or rinders <laughs> don't say yes say rin rin or 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 rine It says to Johnny Rangers is what Metal Gear has said. Rangers, huh? I guess I could see that. Last one. So it's 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 Rangers. We're gonna go with Rangers. I bet we don't call him that. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say we're gonna call him. Thanks. H. Casgranigan said Rangers, and he gave us like a more. Yeah, he's not Dutch, is what. Is what uh, Sober Holland said. But yeah, so I'm totally going to go with Rangers. We're going to just change his name to Rudolph. Larry, can we get like a little like red nose on his face? Wait, Ryan, Reindeers is not Dutch? I think maybe he's born in Dutch. He's born Dutch, but like maybe his parents are from elsewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. Obviously, Let's the see. internet will tell us. He is Dutch. Me. He was born... In Zwolle. So he was born in the in the Netherlands. This, this feels very Dutch to me. Um his his dad, Indonesian mother. So yeah, it's definitely Dutch. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyways, we're gonna call him Rudolph or something from, from here At on. Least, out. Yeah, only, I mean, it's, the only, it's the only option that we're going with. So Pudini is is also a reindeer. Pudini, which reindeer are you? Are you Blitzen or Comet or Cupid? Or Donner or Blitzen. Oh boy. 
Have I named them all? I don't know. This is a very Sorer Andrews-esque complaint. It is. I know. I, Andy's, Andy's in the chat today. He's, he's like... Andy feels offended, I'm sure. He's infused him. Yeah, he's very upset that this isn't happening on his on his chat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's very valid. That's funny. That makes sense. But well, no, I... Many I, thanks, first off, to everybody in the chat who has helped us through this very difficult um, equation. We appreciate it. It was it was difficult. We got to the right answer. We acknowledged what the right answer is. Reindeer stack. That is exactly and we, and we will continue to ignore the right answer. John Andrews just said reindeer stack. That's exactly what I'm trying to do to win rewards rest here. I'm trying to win some reindeer stacks. And if, if, if there's any other, there's got to be someone named Rudolph out there on the platform, right? Oh, Rudolph? There isn't. There's no player named Rudolph. That's surprising. What about Rudy? Definitely some Rudys out there. Oh, Rudy. Uh, Rudiger. Rudy Camacho. Why does that tool Nurendine pop up? Oh, because you only did it, Rudd. Rudy Camacho, Sebastian Rudy. Like, would definitely, definitely Rudolph in those situations. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Oh. Ugh, we, we're coming up with some great things this week. But, yeah, I think that... This is what uh, happens when we have to talk about, the, like, something that everyone is talking about. And... Not that we like solved it, but like we've, I don't know what else there is to address. Like the scores are high. They're going to stay high. They're mostly people who focused way too much on the first place prize. And even though like all of us, almost all of us are not going to win first place in these contests. And yet there's such a focus on them. I also was just looking at the Cincinnati game. My God, these scores are really bad from San Jose. I think we talked about this earlier this week. 4.4 4.4 for three three uh, defenders combined is pretty bad. Yeah, it wasn't a great game for Nathan. Nathan's kind of an like Nathan sometimes goes nuts, and then Nathan when Nathan's bad is bad. But like Nathan has such huge upside because Nathan's really active. So like yeah, as you see, like there's three hundreds there. Like when Nathan goes, like that dude just eats. Then when he doesn't, he is terrible typically, as you see by. By his zero this week was was Next not great. Pretty dead. The surprise DNPs. At least we didn't have to talk about late swaps this week. That that got segue. We didn't. Have I would to have taken late swap this week. Cruz put up a hundred. I didn't think Cruz was going to start. I don't even know where I used Cruz because I didn't think I, he was going to play. I saw the lineup. Like I was going through who was in the lineup, and I was like, "Oh, there's no way Cruz." And then I saw Cruz's name, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I couldn't believe Cruz was in the lineup. I was like, I thought there was no chance Cruz was going to be in the lineup. Did he play ninety? I think he did. Oh my yeah. god! Why would I wasn't expecting him to be in the lineup. Who are they playing tomorrow? Is their game canceled? I don't think. Yeah. So. Next thing we can talk about. What's your thoughts on the uh, all the cancelizations this weekend? Like, what are we going to see? I have never been more confused on this platform than I was with what was going on this week. In terms of like which games were getting canceled? Yeah, with which games were getting canceled. Like what I, I heard Canada games were going to be canceled. I heard Brazil games were going to be canceled. Um, I was baffled. I was literally sitting here on Thursday just like asking anyone from the UK, like what is happening? Because I did not understand it. Someone made the comment. They're like, you guys would shut down too. I don't think that America would shut down in that situation. I, I disagreed with you on that one, actually. You did. Yeah, you were the one that would disagree. I, I don't think there that would happen. I think that, like, if that happened, when it happened Thursday, if it happened on Thursday, I think that NFL games would have happened on Sunday. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The NFL does send, tend to... The NFL does not care. Yeah. I'll tell you who else does not care. The, the southern states, like college football would have played. Like Alabama would have had a game on, on the weekend. Like Alabama versus Texas, Laird, would have happened on the weekend. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully we don't have to find out. No, I would agree. But that's... Uh, yeah, this week I was very confused by how to handle that situation. Yeah, I, I will say that it was a... It was an obvious situation to play it safely. Yeah. And I realize that there are people who like don't have galleries that can do that. Yeah. But I was surprised at the number of players I saw. I mean, I have one because I didn't update. I, up, I did the classic like change my lineup on SoRare data and then forgot to do it on SoRare. So I mm-hmm. like I have Luis Diaz an all-star rare. But like... Like I saw that, and then as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Yep, I definitely forgot to update it on so rare," and knew that it was a zero. But like I, I, I intended to take him out, yeah, because I just wasn't. I actually, I actually, once I'm done with my lineup building on so rare data, I don't really build anymore on there. I only do my changes on so rare at that point, for the most part, mm-hmm. unless it's something super complex because I don't want to have that situation happen. Yeah. So like once I get them built, I like. Once I once they're on sower, I try to only do things on sower and make moves that way. So here's yeah. a new question for you, Laird, since we can go into a different topic. U23. I asked this to someone earlier. What do you think happens to the U23 division once like Holland and Mbappe are not in prize pools? Now I'm not saying there's not gonna be another person that comes up that's like a great prospect that people are gonna want, but like it's hard for me to envision the next person coming up being like Mbappe because if there was going to be that person, we would have heard about them already, right? So, like, did U23 take a hit at all, do you think, in terms of next season when you cannot win an Mbappe there anymore? No. Okay. That's what that person told me as well. I won't reveal who they are because they are someone that plays specifically U23. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting to me because I, I don't know what will happen in that situation. I think the. I think if you were only playing U23 because of the possibility to win Mbappe, that's crazy. That's fair. Like, I understand the upside. And you're like, I would love to win an Mbappe. But, like, I don't think if Mbappe's not in the pool because he's not U23 anymore, like, I don't think anybody stops playing U23 because of that. No, and that's fair. I mean, the pool's still going to be really good, right? There's always going to be, like, a lot of good high-end players um, in U23. So... I think that it's a situation where like, it's still going to be good. I just didn't know if it would be like, people are going to maybe like, maybe not a noticeable amount difference, but maybe a little bit different because you can't win Mbappe there. So like maybe people would shift funds elsewhere instead, but you're, you're, you're probably right on that. I was just interested in it earlier. Today. You, I think the other question is, do you think Mbappe is as valuable when he's no longer U23 no, eligible? Definitely not because like, he's not any different in it, so so, so here's here's the here's I don't think he's the best player in the game. I think he's the best long-term card to hold. But I think Neymar is better. I think Kimmich's better. I think Messi's better for now. But Mbappe has a longer shelf life in theory than all of them. By far, like by far. By far. So my question is, is like obviously he can't go to the five, six ETH price that Mbappe or the Neymar and Messi are, but like, 
does he fall more in line with a 10 ETH price tag? I'm glad say- Neymar's finally started to get the respect because like Neymar's price has been way too cheap for a long ass time because I think people are, are always just concerned about the injuries. That's they cool. are, but like, I mean, everyone gets injured as long as you know when someone's rotating out or know when someone's injured, like it does, it, it I think when playing Neymar is the best card on the platform. Sure. That's but, my opinion. But like, yeah. The price went down because he had so many DMPs. It was as simple as that. It was. But like, I mean, I'm glad to see it starting to come up. But so I don't know. I don't think Mbappe is worth 12 when he is done. However, he is definitely worth more than, let's say, seven or eight. So like he's priced. He probably doesn't drop that much, but he's also probably, he's not as integral piece. Because like right now, if you throw him in U23, it's like, Mbappe, Gakbo, Jota. Vinny, then Vinny Jr. after a drop, then more people after a drop. So, like, it's like U23, he's an incredible asset. Whereas, like, in Champ, there's more guys that are, are closer and similar to that. I, I think the better way to look at it is when he's no longer U23 eligible, is he still the most valuable card on the platform? Oh, yes. I think he's the most valuable card. I think it's him versus Kimmich. Like, I think he's better than Holland. There's no way Kimmich. I mean, I, I, I just, I think they're in different ballparks, to be honest. What, uh, Holland? No, no, no. Uh, Mbappe and Kimmich. I don't know. Kimmich's really good. I don't think most people want to own a Kimmich. I disagree. I, would I mean, I, they, the scores are awesome. Like, I'm not saying he's not, like, arguably the best player in the game. But, like, new people aren't coming on to so rare and dreaming of buying a Kimmich over Mbappe. I came on to Sower wanting to buy a Kimmich. You came on hoping that you could one day win Messi and Neymar, and then you bought them years later. Year later, year. <laughs> year later. I also, right, want, faster. I also want to win a Kimmich. I came on the platform not wanting to win a Lewandowski, and I want a Lewandowski. Well, we, we, we all win cards we don't want to win. True. Um, I disagree, though, with that assessment, because I think Kimmich is the best card on the platform he probably is better. You than think Neymar. he's the best card in the game? Yeah, that's the platform. No, it's not. I think more people are willing to pay more to own an Mbappe than they are to own a Kimmich. Yes, but I mean, I think that I would rather have a Kimmich. That's different. How's that different? Because you prioritize the game more than other people. Nah, yes and no. Some people prioritize the game a lot. Other people prioritize it less. I mean, I would love to have both. I want both. I just don't think that. I'm in that range yet to get both. Um, I have, I, I have been toying with the idea of getting an Mbappe recently. Um, if but, you, if we are no longer allowed to have stacks, you buy Neymar before Mbappe as your PSG guy. If you aren't allowed to have stacks, things become a lot more like, like for example, like Kimmich. If in the event we can't have stack, Kimmich is by far the best card you can have. Because there's no one else I really care about playing on Bayern. Yep. So Kimmich's like far and away everyone else. Like if you're looking at PSG, you're like, all right, Messi, Neymar, and Bafe, they're all pretty similar. I'm okay with any of them in that situation. But like Kimmich, you'd be like, I want Kimmich. Kimmich is the yep, by far really I think the PSG conversation is really just Neymar or Mbappe. Like I don't think there are that many people choosing Messi. 
at 30, what is he? Five. No, I mean, I, people are – the reason I'm fine with Messi is because – and I didn't really give a shit is because Messi's eventually ending up in MLS for a couple of years and he's going to just obliterate the MLS. Sure, but you can't win Champ Europe like that. Correct, which I don't care about like at that point. like I, I will figure I will get enough out of Messi that at that point I'm good to go. Um, sure. So I'm not like super worried about it. Because I have my Messi. Like what's – yeah, I'm curious how much I've won with my Messi in like the month and a half I've had it because yeah, I don't even want to know. No, it's probably not much. I probably haven't won that much. I bought it for six and a half, so the price is actually down from where I, I bought it. I paid six and a half for it. Are you going to sell um, up now because of that? Huh? Are you selling up because of that? No, I'm not selling up because of that. Um, unfortunately, so I have won a Marvin Schwabe rare. Um, I got. He's a guy. Um, Fourth in Gas Pro with it. Then I won oh, a Dane. That was a fourth place prize. Yeah. Then I got Did a we... Dane St. Clair for thirty first, but it, Messi had zero points, so I think Messi rotated and I won thirty first with a zero. Check check game week two ninety eight six for me and see if that's the case. And then I won a Ferran Torres for thirty third in Champ EU, so I've won about like two ETH worth of cards. Um, Two two ninety six. Yeah, he played. Okay, then it's just bugged out on sower data. It's telling me that he earned zero percent of the points for that week. Mm. He clearly, yeah, did. it's weird. We'll fix that. Um, so yeah, so I've made like two ETH worth from Messi. So like, if I make to pay him off, I probably need to make thirty ETH over the next like two seasons, and then he's paid off. I don't think that's realistic, but I think I can get enough to where like once he moves to America and I can use him in America, like he can pay off the rest of his his value. Neymar, Neymar has probably been even better for me because, well, he's actually probably just been in the same lineups. Because he's actually been better? Um, no, I think he's probably been in the same lineups for me. So Neymar has won me these same cards. He's in the same lineup every week. So like, but like I paid less for Neymar. I paid like 4.2 for Neymar. So like, I, I think that they'll pay off enough that I'm fine with it. Yeah. Well, you obviously thought that when you bought them. I That's did. why you do it. I that when I bought them, that is fair. Yeah. I think we've lost the topic. And now we actually stayed on topic really long today, to be fair. We did the reindeers thing really threw us off, though. Yeah. But like, I mean, we I'm were glad on we settled that, though. I am too. We definitely were on topic, though, for like 40 minutes of, of an hour. That's pretty good. Just took a Santa joke to get us off. Um, so yeah, I'm going to cut us off here. Thank you to everybody who has joined us in the chat for helping us getting through that reindeers problem, which obviously we have solved by just calling him reindeers. Anyway, uh, if you guys would please like the video, that is always very appreciated. If you're listening to the audio version, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. I'll be back later this week with Andy for Sorer Andrews, which surely will be a full 60 minutes on topic, no questions asked. And then Sean and I will be back next week for the SoRare Data Strategy Show. So thank you, everybody, for joining us and for watching and listening. And Sean, good luck this week.